0: in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives. We are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Heather Hoopth. Heather is a German Canadian intuitive collage artist, creative healing guide, and soul collage facilitator with a background in art history and art therapy. She is the creator of the Inner Compass Oracle Deck and the Inner Journey Tarot Deck, which she conceived specifically for the creative self exploration and healing work. Creative expression and personal development are tightly intertwined for her, and the focus of her work is to guide people to access their inner resources, their inner beauty and strength through working with great variety of images and art materials intuitively and creatively. So welcome, Heather.
1: Hi, Larissa. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, it's, uh, you're currently a part of our A Year in Color. So that's super exciting. And now I would love for you to share some of your story and the path that's brought you here.
1: Yes, actually, I'm really excited about the questions um, and this whole topic, art and healing, creativity and healing, because it has been a big part of my own personal journey. And as you said already in the introduction, I have lived in several countries and uh, one of them was Spain. And while I was living in Spain, I first got in touch with the world of art and uh, therapy, art and creativity. And uh, that has been something that has kind of led me where I am today. So I took some art therapy classes. I studied it, but I was also um, working with an art therapist, going to group sessions. And I was fascinated by the discoveries of how art or my expressions were able to show something really deep inside, especially my emotions in a, in a language that I couldn't speak in a language that I, that, that was a different, a new language that fascinated me and that opened up door doors to myself. And I had a lot of healing to do at the time. So I really got into it and um, I remember I started a sketchbook or like an art journal and I was drawing and I was using the color red all the time. You we were talking about this in, my, in, the, in the last interview. And um, I, I also remember, I still remember a lot of the paintings that I did and that a lot of it, the process was painful. But at the same time, also um, really contributed to my healing journey. And that inspired me in in return or in that really inspired me to study psychology, study Carl Jung's uh, archetypes and um, the art therapy methods that were developed around those uh, ideas. and so that I can work with other people and share, with them what I love and what I discovered and to be a guide uh, for
0: others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's so um, like, it's part of our journey, right? Like we go through something and then we realize how much that works for us. And so then we want to share that. So we want to learn and, and grow. And that's exactly what I did as well. Um, So I just love that, you know, that was part of your journey to, um, you know, go through it yourself and then, and then want to mm-hmm. share it with
1: others yeah yeah I yeah. think that's true for a lot of people especially in the healing field in the healing arts it's like there's also this archetype of the wounded healer um, you have to go through it yourself to be actually to have that deep compassion and to to be able to you know also to show or be a witness that you came out on the other side now not, no matter how damaged maybe but Um, And then it becomes like your calling. I really felt uh, it was like that for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that feeds into my question of what is healing with creativity and what does that mean to you? Yes, it means
1: everything to me. Um, I really um, I remember I can still remember how um, how it felt when I was making collages, which is all has always been my favorite uh, method of expression because I, I always thought oh I can't draw I can't paint, collage is something really easy that everybody can do and is not so intimidated by, and um, but I I got bored just by doing techniques or learning techniques. I wanted something deeper. I wanted uh, I, I knew from my own experience that. Uh, the creative um, expression was had so much more to offer and it doesn't always have to be so deep. Of course we can do. creativity is an amazing tool for relaxation, for mindfulness, for um, just even just exploring and experimenting, having this experiencing this joy of color, for example. but it even has this capacity to have healing effects and I, I don't I wouldn't say um, art heals but I would say from my experience that it can have a transformative and healing effect that contributes to the healing journey and so um, since I've discovered that combination uh, it's become it's become what is most meaningful to me and it's also become the thing that I want to make the center of my classes and my workshops and um and um yeah and and what I have to offer Mm -hmm.
0: yeah the I, I liked what you said there about you know art doesn't heal but it's part of that transformation and I think that's a really important part like just um you know looking at art or having art or even just creating art doesn't always heal you but it it will work you through things if you allow it right if you allow that healing aspect to come in and actually pay attention to it you can do so so much to help heal yourself
1: yes and I have actually a nice um, example if we have time for that sure yeah so I was seeing an art therapist in Spain and the method was that basically you would just sit there and you would then make all the all the choices yourself, what material you wanted to work with, what 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 uh, you were going to create, and so forth. And the therapist would just sit back and watch you, and by just watching you and your process of creating, and all the stages and all the emotions you were going through, were witnessed. And then at the end, discussed. I'm not so sure I um, agreed with every with this method at the time, um, but. Um, From that time, I remember um, that I would very often paint a beautiful flower and that flower was kind of me. So there was not a topic given, I just had to start. I just had to do anything. And a lot of the times it was a flower. And I I intuitively felt that was kind of a self-portrait. And then at the end, I always added a black stain or like a black blob of like black ink or something. And then I would always burst out in tears. And it was like, it happened over again and again and again. And like just what this black spot could do to me uh, because it symbolized so much. Um, And I didn't want that there, but I didn't know how to remove it. It it was tainting the flower and it it felt it was like something so powerful. It was just... um, A bit of black paint but it had such power in how it represented um, what I was feeling depressed about or and what I was feeling powerless about what I was feeling like a victim about and it was so dominating and even though the flower was much bigger I could only see and feel the stain and I realized now um, it was coming, there was something deep uh, coming to the surface that just needed to be heard and to be seen. And it, 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 it did that through the black paint. And of course, I put the black paint there. So um, I, I, it was like acknowledging something, even though at the time I, I couldn't. I just wanted it gone. I just didn't want to look at it. And um, then later when I studied art therapy and of course I also had more of um, I was looking back from a distance after many years, I could see um, I wish I would still have this painting because I, I would now approach it with a feeling or um, an attitude of trying to acknowledge um, what was happening and the emotion that was rep- that was being presented and accepting and trying to integrate it um, um, creatively because this is a wonderful, like the the canvas is the place where we can study or where we can practice. That's what I meant to say. What we can do in, in life or what we can try then later. We first do it symbolically on the paper or on the canvas. And I could, for example... Um, try to integrate the stain by adding, putting some color on it or, or circling it with some color or drawing some flowers growing out of it. Um, so to make, so to give myself more the feeling of, it's a part of me that is not destructive, but it's just, it just wants to be integrated, it wants to belong also and not constantly be um, pushed away. And um, and that's also why I became a soul collage um, uh, facilitator because that's also this uh, expressive arts practice where you step into the image, you create a collage, and you step into the image and you ask. So I could ask the stain, for example, "Who are you and what do you need from me?" And then yeah. it, it would be probably heart wrenching what it had to tell me. <laughs> And that's such a way uh, to approach uh, those uh, things inside of us. and um, yeah, and so even years later you can I, I feel I can benefit from it now much better.
0: Right. And I you know that's a really important point, I think, is when we have to question what what we're creating for it to be able to help us heal, right? Mm-hmm. If we If we just create, yes, that's relaxing and, and, and wonderful in its own right. But if you want to really dig in and heal, you have to question what you've created. Yes. And you
1: have to accept the black spots as much as the bright flower. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it for me is also about, uh, you know, this integration, this kind of, that's also what I, what I loved about creating the major arcana. It starts with, you know, starting the journey as a human being. And then it's there at the end, there is like a completion. Everything comes full circle. And, um, yeah, so this journey we, we also go through and we have to accept, uh, all the, the pain that happens and the losses, and then also celebrate the joy and the, the wonder, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So with all of that and, and what you've gotten out of it, you work with clients now. And so what inspires you in that work that you do?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, since I was reading a lot and studying about Carl Jung's um, psychology and he he was a Swiss psychologist who um, first talked about uh, the collective unconscious and that its content are the archetypes. So I'm very, I'm, I have a lot of interest in in these uh, mythological figures um, that uh, you s- that come back in, in our own lives as you know as, as in, in, in the way we behave or the events that we go through and um, I, I love psychology and art uh, I started art history first I started very um, intellectually <laughs> with the with the art history and, um, and then it moved more and more, more deeper and deeper the psychology and the spirituality. I'm really also fascinated by our connection to the universe and how we can explore our spiritual connection through creativity. I and I love people I they also inspire me and um, it's particularly women I create my offerings for and through my online workshops I've been able to connect with so many women around the world and yeah I think it's a it's a mix of what inspires me but um, yeah the the art and the psychology and the spirituality and and all the wonderful people (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Just when you were mentioning that about, you know, people that you connect to around the world. And I have to say that is one of the, um, for myself, one of the joys of what I do is being able to connect with people around the world that I didn't have access to when I was doing in person. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely agree.
0: Yeah. So with the work that you're doing and all you know creativity and healing and and spirituality and all of that what part would you say you're the proudest of or is it something else in your life that you're maybe very proud of
1: um yeah this is really a, a good question um and I, I've been around the block, so there's a lot of things <laughs> I, I can, you know, so many places I've lived and so many things I've done and so many things uh, I've overcome. I would say uh, I, w- I have always followed my dreams, uh, also under very difficult circumstances, and I have fulfilled most of them, which seemed unattainable at one point. One of them was was to live in foreign countries, speaking different languages, having friends around the world, and and um, I really feel that I have become a citizen of the world. And um, and then the other thing is just my inner strength that I I didn't become bitter uh, with with the things over the things that I've been through, and I have grown more and more self love. And um, I, I, I got to find my calling. And that is just something I'm so grateful for, that I feel I know what I'm here to do what I have to give and share. And I quit the corporate world three years ago completely to just um, give all my attention to what I really believe in and what and what I what I just must do. And uh, yeah, so I think all of those things are coming together, but my inner strength and um, through all the hardships and fighting for my dreams, I think that is what I'm, what I'm most proud of.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, when you said, you know, uh, being that citizen of the world, but also following your dreams. And I think so few people do that, follow their dreams, they dream but then they don't actually follow through. And I think that's such an important part. And especially if travel or really any, what, it doesn't matter what your dream is, I guess. But for me, travel is, is part of that. And I love to travel. So being a citizen of the world just really resonated with me. But I would encourage anyone listening to follow your dreams, whatever that is. You know, it can be scary. It can be, um, it feels, you know, like you can't do it, but you can you absolutely can. So I love that that is what you're, you're proud of.
1: Yes. I think that's why we're here. We come with dreams. Every every soul has their dream or dreams. And if we don't fulfill them, then we don't fulfill our life's purpose. <laughs> I think I read something like that in Paolo Coelho's books, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, who wrote the alchemist, but I, I totally agree. Uh, it's, 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 um, and especially when you're young, you, you just uh, you have all this energy to go for what you really dream about, and and if you have a new dream, uh, you can follow that, and uh, and it's you can also always start over again. But um, at the end of your life, you want to say, at least I tried, I, I tried, and there's at least a couple of dreams
0: that I have fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So in the work that you do, you know, if you could change one aspect of our society through that work, what would that be?
1: I think that's a no brainer for me. I would change the way art is taught at school. Like creativity, stop the the emphasis on the end result as the main objective and working you know creating something you knowing it will be judged and graded instead of just treating creativity as something that's really a free that's free it's free free to express and um, in the curriculum you can still you know you can still give a lot of room to experiment to experiment with materials to to um, also teach almost teach how to be in the flow let let them you know this is what uh, children and 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 um teenagers need the feeling of how to be in the flow how to enjoy themselves um during an activity and being completely in the flow and not um looking at the phone and and being constantly like distracted or being really intimidated by um, looking at what the next what what the person next to them are doing if that looks better if they will get a better grade and so all this judgment and comparison and that really fuels the inner critic and it makes people um, um, become perfectionists. and then later they have such inhibitions as adults to pick up a pencil or a crayon or a paintbrush.
0: Yeah, I often say, you know, that in school art teachers have destroyed creativity, because that's exactly it. Being marked on, you know, how you're creative inhibits everything you do as you as you grow, right? And so it's just it's, <laughs> I'm yeah, absolutely it with you only- on that.
1: Exactly. It's like saying there's only one way of creativity. Only this red is a nice red, or only that blue, or only that line looks good. And that's not true because our world is full of diversity. <laughs> and um and, and creativity, since as we talked about it, has so many um wonderful modalities for relaxation, for healing, for development, personal development. It's, it's something that needs to be freed and cannot be like, put in this, in this cage and be restricted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It shouldn't be restricted. And I, I want everyone to be open to just trying, just trying without, without that judgment that we have been taught, right? So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. So imposter syndrome is one of those things that we all suffer from. There have been a few people who said they don't, but I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not judging, <laughs> but I'm going to disagree. <laughs> um, have you struggled with imposter sy- syndrome? I'm going to go with yes. And if so, how how do you work through that?
1: Um, the answer is yes, but only at the very beginning of my, well, of my journey, because I, I then saw that others were not better than me, but just knew better how to present themselves and um they had more boldness they had more confidence whether that was real or fake so um i knew very quickly that the most important thing for me is to be authentic and to stay honest and true to myself what what is it that i want to stand for what is it that my work is going to stand for um, am i being realistic um in what i am offering and in and, and so forth so I keep learning and improving and I also learn to accept that I'm not perfect. I mean, it still sometimes bugs me because I find things here and there and, but it's not something that like gives me um, a bad mood or a headache or, you know, I think people can relate um, so much better to people who don't think they are perfect and they have it all Mm -hmm. together. Uh, and, um, yeah, so if you, if you value authenticity and you're true to yourself, then
0: you, you, it's, it's good to be confident about your work. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really important point that you make because um, it, it's that self-judgment that is imposter syndrome, right? And so when you can stop judging that, uh, usually against somebody else and, and just be like, I, you know, I know this, and so we'll start with this, and you know, just start doing those steps to work towards sharing or believing in yourself. It doesn't even have to be sharing; just believing in yourself enough. Um, the imposter syndrome tends to to disappear, right? I think yes. we all go through it in the beginning, but yeah,
1: yes, and I think yeah, a lot of it comes with experience and growing your confidence. And I, I remember I still, I don't like myself on camera. I really don't like my uh, being filmed uh, no. on photos. It's okay if I can control it, <laughs> but the film is a, is a different thing. And when I did my first videos uh, on posted them on YouTube, oh, and I was so like, and, but then I see that other people see me completely different. So that's also something to always keep in mind um, and that the content matters and not what I look like. And uh, so I just learned to just plainly just get over it. I I just get over it. You know, (laughs) I don't let me stop, stop myself.
0: That's, that's the important thing. Right. And, and, and really that is the important thing, right? It's not letting it stop you. A similar issue. When I first started my online business and I, I, I hated the camera, I hated video, my brother's a model, right? And so I, I was always compared to him. And so I I hated being on screen of any kind. And so I I went through hypnotherapy um, to get through that because I knew that it needed to be a part of my business and I wanted to grow my business in that way. So I took those steps to do that. Now it's like pfft, whatever. Sometimes, you know, I'm lucky if I brush my hair. (laughs)
1: I'm (laughs) "I'm here. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's great that that worked for you. And yes, it those Those things can be crippling just the way we see ourselves or how we learned that we are, you know, that we are just not good enough. It can be, it's like a it's like a belief uh, pattern, a belief system. And so it's not so easy to overcome, but actually doing it and getting yourself in front of the camera each time, it's with anything new that you're learning at the beginning, it's all like a bit scary, and then after a while it gets easier and easier and easier. And so yeah, the the motto the motto is um keep going and don't stop. Just
0: keep doing. Just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, um, everybody has those quotes that, you know, are their favorite, that, is there one that you'd like to share one that you maybe live by or a motto you live by? Well, I,
1: I really, well, I actually have three, but they're all kind of the same, they go along the same line. The shortest is be there's be the reason someone smiles. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, there's also this beautiful saying by Maya Angelou, uh, people will forget what you said, they will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And this is the most important thing for me, not to, um, you know, try to remember, like, maybe I did not create the world's most fantastic online course, but the way I catch up with people then in the life calls and how I treat them, how I make them feel. That's going to be my legacy, not how important, not how great my course was, but how I, how I showed up for my students or participants. And, and, um, and that's, that's something I really strive for to make that my, um, to make that the quote or the motto that I live by. Yeah.
0: That and that's beautiful because it's so true, right? The you know the content, right? will take from that, but how you made them feel while they were doing that—it's it, a safe space. It you know encouraging all of those things are so important, and uh, yeah, great values. Great values.
1: Thank you. Yes, I mean in a workshop, people come together, and at the end of the day, they will remember uh, or what will stick with them is how they felt how. Um, The talks, the conversations they had, um, how everybody was being creative together in a community. Uh, This is what we all want. We want to feel we belong. We want to feel like um, we are we are safe. Uh, We want to feel validated. And at the end of the day. the activity is a nice, uh, it seems to be the center of everything. But at the end, it's, this is just by, uh, the, the nice, beautiful byproduct of, um, you know, of, of humans getting together, or even if you do it by yourself, just how, how, uh, how you care for everyone personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. And is there anything else you'd like to add that maybe we haven't discussed?
1: Um well this was my first podcast interview and I have to say I enjoyed this so much. <laughs> I could keep on talking and talking. <laughs> so um yeah I just thank you very much and I really hope to be speaking to you again in the future.
0: Yes. Well we will definitely cuz you're part of our A Year in Color so you know you and I will definitely keep in touch and hopefully more people listening will join in um knowing how um, accepting and lovely you are. So um, I really appreciate you being here. And we do have a free gift from you, an intuitive collage project. So we're going to put the link below so that people can get that. But again, I just want to thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Larissa. Yes.
0: To our listeners, we'll see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day. Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.